Aussies love the bush, but sometimes the bloody bush doesn't love us back. I'm John Harper, just a simple joker talking about why mental health is everybody's business and what to do if you think a mate is struggling. This podcast is a Room 3 production. The language can be strong at times, and the references of suicide may upset some people. So consider who's within earshot when listening. Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature and is not an excuse for you not seeing your own GP or medical professional. We've got plenty of links on the Mate Helping Mate website of trusted service providers across the country. Head to matehelpingmate.org.au. Yeehaw! This may be rough, but I'm ready to go. I've stopped swimming and I'm ready to spruik. John Harper here, a mate prepared to help a mate. Today's episode is about resilience. Are you prepared to think outside of the square and approach things differently? Let's see how you handle change. The other night I was watching TV and that character David Attenborough come on. And he isn't my particular cup of tea, but he gets some very interesting things, as I'm sure you're aware of, nature. And Attenborough was talking about survival. And as you know, I have this thing about survival requires skill plus will. Anyway, Attenborough is talking about survival of the species. And he says people often mistaken that to survive, it's just about being the strongest and the fittest. And then he went on to say, but that isn't what happens in real life. It's about adaptability. And for me, resilience is about adaptability. But anyway, so we're talking about survival. Attenborough says it's not strength and fitness, it's adaptability. The example he rolled out was Consider the dinosaur. Yeah, why aren't they here? They were strong, they were fit, but they ain't here. And then the other example he gave was the alligator. The alligator was a bloody dinosaur. Why is it still in existence? And he went on he goes on to talk about the fact that the alligator is about one fifth of the size that it originally was, that it had adapted to the change in the world and it still survives and I just think that example highlights to me resilience if you will is that if we want to survive in modern society we have to learn to do things differently we have to be prepared <laughs> there's the old preparedness stuff prepare to be able to change to have new ideas in place you know, we want to be alligators, not bloody dinosaurs. So let's continue on our little verbal, or on my little verbal. If we go back to old Dr. Google, the definition is resilience is the mental strength to deal positively with stress and hardship. Great. For most of us, I think that resilience we think of the ability to bounce back after getting knocked down. I'm not so sure if I'm fussed with the bouncing business. With my lived experience, it's a bit more like 
crawling or uh, scraping back. It's not definitely, I don't think it's bounce. But we all get the concept. Some people think that resilience is being that tough that nothing hurts you. And as I said, if we link that back to David Attenborough, then bloody dinosaurs were tough, but they ain't here. So it's got to be somewhere between those, I think, is this bouncing back business. But all I think is that it's about attitude. So I've gone through life and I've had a couple of different, so I've had three different cancers. They're all unrelated. The experts say it's just bad luck. I've been in cancer wards and I've been near death. I've had some near death episodes myself. And I believe, I positively believe that people who have a positive attitude deal with that kind of shit better. So the people that I met in the wards, the ones that really stick out for me are the ones with attitude. They seem to be able to cope and deal with hardship better. And that certainly doesn't mean that they all survived or whatever else, worst of luck. But it's that fact, this attitude, this resilience, if you will, to be able to handle shit and still enjoy life. That's what I think resilience is. And the reason that this episode is is about resilience is that it was built on top of preparedness, which we have talked about. There's probably eight elements that we need to look at when we talk about resilience. You don't have to remember these whole bloody eight in your head. We'll try and give examples around them, and I'm sorry, but I probably am going to quote them at different times, but we'll try and build on them. So one is consciously being aware of living in the moment, of whether (laughs) you're like me sitting in the cancer ward that you can still appreciate what you've got. So what do I mean? So when I was in the cancer ward and I had throat cancer, I couldn't swallow. I couldn't eat. I was that scared that I couldn't do it. So I found that to be able to eat, I had to walk. If I was walking, I couldn't concentrate on swallowing. I'd just eat naturally. So what I ended up doing was going up and down the corridor and so it didn't look too weird, I'd say good day to other people, other blokes who were crooker than me. And it started off not much, but after a period of time, I'd go in and say, how you going, mate? And they'd give me, if they couldn't talk, they'd give me thumbs up, thumbs down. And after a period of time, there were different people there and their families would say, oh, it's made a difference, you know, they seem to be happier. And as I said, some of these people were in really serious places, but it's being conscious that you can be happy you can say good day to somebody the other thing is oh, which was really important for me even in this story with cancer is use your body as feedback believe it or not this is in mental health if you feel like shit there's a fair chance you are in the shit you know it's interesting that this is all interwoven together you can't just pull out mental health and talk about it. Your physical body will give you an indication of what the hell's going on. Accepting what is. This is the hardest one for me to really get my head around, but it's one of the most important aspects of being 
resilient is being able to accept that shit happens. It doesn't mean that you want it to happen. It doesn't mean that you forgive or forget. It's just that shit happens and sometimes you just got to draw a line in the sand and say, I'm going to move forward. That moving forward is the result of being resilient. Nourish yourself. One of the most interesting stories that I heard in my work in advocating mental health and well-being was at a place, West Wylong. And I was there at a, I don't know what you call it, holistic health forum in the park. And they had all different sorts of health people, professional and natural sort of people, assessing. And there was a iridologist there and she was reading people's eyes. And me being an idiot, just said, you know, what do you see? Is there anything common here? And she said, oh, there's, I'm getting this feedback that there's low iodine in these people's diets. And by some coincidence, I'd been reading about depression and mental illness, and low iodine is often linked with depression, or so I understood from my research. Being a farmer, I also linked with agronomists. So then I started talking with an agronomist and I mentioned this iodine, low iodine and he said, oh, that's interesting. The soils around West Wyalong are low in iodine and that means that meat products, vegetables, anything grown there is low in iodine. So these people had low iodine salt. So then we talked to the natural people with their health foods and they're saying, oh, we've been promoting out here seaweed powdered seaweed you put on your thing and seaweed is high in iodine so there's all of this stuff is that if you are aware you can feed your body the right sort of tucker to get yourself going well and you all are very aware of the negative side of not nourishing yourself properly so if you have an issue with out of balance with alcohol and drugs boom that doesn't help you mentally as well. Apart from feeding yourself or physically nourishing yourself, think about nourishing yourself in regards to connecting socially. Most people will tell you that they're happier when they're interacting with other people. And I mean, often I've found when I've been out of sorts and said, I don't want to go to bloody Springdale to a sing-along and a dance, hey? bloody woeful but the missus will coax me into it I grudgingly go along and damn me if I don't enjoy myself and I'll probably say as we're driving home we should do this more often that's about the power the energy the motivation the joy you get out of connecting socially with friends with mates with people in your community One of the greatest things I think that has allowed me to bounce back from my episode of depression and indeed in me moving forward, I suppose confidently with my life, is coming to terms with what is the purpose of my life. And if I keep it really simple, it's about being positive. I'd like to think that very simply there's two things in the world, positive, negative. And you can be a negative person that just dwells on all the shit and doesn't do anything about it or you can be somebody positive like when I was in hospital you know go around say good day to people 
cheer them up, boom. And I would like to think that when I croak it and I go to wherever, that I go as a positive element. So if something happens to my kids in particular that knock them down, that challenge them, that put them in a negative mind space, they'll think of dear old pa and a little bit of positiveness will come into their life and that helps you through. And I just think having that belief that I'm about, ultimately, I'm going to bring positiveness to the world is one of the main things that keep me bouncing back. Whenever I'm flat, I'm thinking not about poor little Johnny. I'm thinking about what can I do for somebody else? And when I do it, boom, I'm way better. (laughs) Action. Action your skills and your knowledge. Far out. I sat for nine months on my stinking veranda knowing that I needed to get off my ass, exercise and do stuff. But could I do it? And until I did, I just kept spiralling down worse and worse with depression. And being able to action stuff is very important. And this is where preparedness comes into it again, is that if you're prepared, you know that when you're down, when you're flat, you don't have the energy or the motivation to get going, to make your life feel better. That that energy and motivation comes from your support team, you know, at a low level, and that's not necessarily the correct word, low. It may be from your partner, from your family, from your community, from playing sports, whatever. At a higher level, it might be that you definitely need to link and get some strategies from a counsellor, psychologist, whatever. But all I do know is that when I got off my ass, I was way better. And it's still the same today, that whenever I sit back and reflect where I am, that if I believe that I am tardy, that I'm doing sweet bugger all, I tend to get down with myself. I think... Johnny, you've got to up the ante here. You've got to get going. And as I say, sometimes I don't have that energy. But for instance, I do know that if I organise an event with my grandkids, eh, once I get going, that's great. And I'm doing it for them, but it results in me being great. Which is probably the final point, is give back. Is that if you help other people, you help yourself. All of those points are as... Simple as anything, they're basic. And when I was talking through them, I'm sure most of you could probably nod your head or say, I do that. And especially you do it when you're in a good place. I suppose the challenge is to get that in place and in action throughout your life, good and bad. And that comes back to preparedness. That's why they're linked so much together. You have to plan and anticipate change and then you can adapt and survive the dinosaurs didn't have that ability hey they were fit strong to a certain extent they were stoic and silent like you bloody men out there hey fit and strong but where are they now you have to talk you have to be open you have to put in place all of these elements that we've discussed to be adaptable, to go on and enjoy and live your life. Be an alligator, not a dinosaur.
In winding up, I'd like to summarise. I think it's bloody impossible. It's hard enough for me to talk about eight points, for you people to listen and note eight points. So in winding up about resilience, there are three base points I want you really to concentrate on retaining. Use your body as feedback. If you feel like shit, you probably are in the shit. Nourish yourself. And this is in two aspects. Nourish yourself in feeding yourself properly. Proper foods, make sure they're in balance, especially in regards to alcohol and drugs. Nourish yourself in regards that you've got to feed your mental well-being and the best way to do that is with social connectiveness. So be involved socially. And the last one is we listed it back there as give back. But basically it's very simple and anybody who will tell you that they've gone through the journey of mental health and helped somebody else will tell you that in helping somebody else, you help yourself. Simple as. And once again, like everything I've ever talked about in all of the Mate Helping Mate podcasts, it's easier said than done. But I'm with you and the Mate Helping Mate crew are with you. I'm sure that together we can get through it. If any of you end up struggling with any of these issues raised, please ring Lifeline if necessary, 13 11 14, anytime. If you want to get some more understanding about some of these topics, some of these issues, you know that particularly in formal terms, you can go and look at Black Dog sites, Beyond Blue sites. If you want to upskill a bit in a more basic fashion, there's always the Mate Helping Mate website. Hey, I'm not saying we're perfection. We might be rough, but we try to be ready. Ah, you're an alligator or a bloody dinosaur. In finishing, a reminder that this podcast features general information only, and we recommend that you get independent advice from a qualified professional. Mate Helping Mate has plenty of links on our website with a number of great service providers across the country. Head to matehelpingmate.org.au. This podcast was a Room 3 production. Other episodes of this podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts by searching for Mate Helping Mate and hitting subscribe. If you like what you've heard, make sure you leave a rating to make it easier for others to find us. Better yet, share it with your friends and family to start a conversation about mental health in the bush. This podcast was produced by Aaron Johnson and AJ Clifford for Room 3, a production company that works with not-for-profits and social enterprise across Australia. A massive thanks to John Harper, who over the years has travelled this country tirelessly working to improve mental health in rural and remote Australia. And of course, his offsider Michelle for her continued support for John and his work and her hospitality for our crew and guests at the farm during recording. Recorded and edited by AJ Clifford. Original music by Southwark Sounds and stock by Soundstripe. Thank you for listening. Hoping you can move forward and we hope that this makes a difference. Yeah.